Welcome to my podcast, Leading Virtual Teams. I'm Dr. Maren Deepwell. I'm a CEO in the not-for-profit sector and a professional coach. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas and strategies for creative and fun ways to help you succeed and lead in the virtual workplace. You can find the links to the tools and resources we'll be exploring in the show notes or head over to marindeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today, I wanted to focus on a little bit of fun and share some creative ideas for lunch breaks, particularly if you're working from home or a hybrid worker. Now, for me, at least at this time of year, it's really easy to forget those activities that I enjoy doing that help me keep balanced um, when I have a very busy workload. And here where I live in Cardiff is rather grey and dreary still um, towards, you know, second half of February. And I don't find it particularly inspiring, um, particularly if I've had a morning of back-to-back meetings to kind of go outside um, or organise my lunch times to something more than getting a bit of a break from my screen and finding something to eat. So recently in the library, I found a book um, by Laura Archer called Gone for Lunch, 52 Things to Do in Your Lunch Break. And I felt that was a really fun opportunity to find some inspiration. Now, I had a look at the book and there are really um, great ideas in there. It's a fun read. It's a kind of small, square, practical book. So if you're keen to have a look um, for yourself, I would definitely recommend um, browsing if you can find it um, nearby. But I also wanted to share some of my favorite ideas, um, some inspired by the book, um, some sort of based on that, but not quite so directly taken from it. And particularly think about what could work well if you are a hybrid worker. And one of the things I think makes it very different working from home, particularly long term, as many of you might be able to identify with, is that, you know, working in front of screens um, can be quite connected, but also a little bit more lonely than being based on campus or in the office. And also can be quite a sedentary um, or at least still activity, depending on whether you're standing and sitting for most of the day. In the book, the ideas for the lunch breaks are divided into four sections. They are divided into things you can do while sitting, um, whilst being active, um, inside and outdoors. So given that most of us probably spend enough time sitting indoors, I've focused my list on things that you can do being active and or outdoors. Um, But there are two exceptions and I want to start with those. The first one is taking a nap. Now, this is also in the book, and there are some really useful tips in there, um, including not napping more than 30 minutes and before 4 p.m. Don't forget to set an alarm and so on. Um, But one of the nicest things I think about working from home is that you probably have much more cozy and relaxing spaces to have that nap, Um, whether it's in bed or on a sofa in your favorite chair, or in my case, I have a folding deck chair in my office that I use for nap times, um, cuddled up in a woolly blanket, um, and sometimes with the dog on my lap, although in a deck chair, that's not always so easy. But we also have a bit more privacy to have naps than you would do on campus or in an office. So 
if you have a willing cat, dog or pet rock that wants to curl up with you, taking a nap is the first idea of what to do in your lunch break. The second idea is to meditate. So the book includes tips um, that are related to that, including to try desk yoga and focusing um, on wishes, prayers and hopes in a quiet contemplation. So I felt that including meditation as a lunch break idea um, could be a useful step forward. And there are plenty of apps like maybe the Calm app or Inside Timer that offer a lot of free resources um, and tools that you can use, including timers um, to and breathing exercises that can really help you engage in mindfulness or meditation. They can also be really useful if you are keen to combat stress or anxiety, maybe trying exercises like box breathing, or maybe um, just trying to find a moment of stillness can be a really helpful way to take a break at lunch. Personally, I find it hard sometimes to focus on meditation in the middle of my day. And while I know it's a helpful reset, if I've just spent five hours in back-to-back Zoom meetings, I find it very hard to kind of move from that level of cognitive load to a complete still stand. And I can find it hard to stop my mind from wandering and stop my thoughts starting to engage after a time. So what I've started doing that I find really helpful is to just really try and physically come to a complete rest for just a few minutes, maybe just two or three minutes, and just really trying to just breathe and just focusing on lying still. Um, I lie in my bed sometimes, close the door, and just have like two minutes of really being completely still. And that really helps in my case. Next up is going to green spaces. So I really like the idea of visiting green spaces and um, the book suggests that spending as little as 40 seconds looking out over green spaces can boost your concentration. And there are also a host of other benefits um, for our physical and mental well-being, spending time in nature. So depending on where you live, you might be able to explore some green spaces nearby um, and even find some that you haven't been to yet as well as maybe finding some new paths to walk which is one of my favorite things to do is to find a new route um, somewhere that maybe I've been before but in a way that I haven't gone there yet. Similarly, at number four, visiting a local cafe. So the book suggests the idea of visiting local markets. Um, In my case, there isn't any local market I can visit um, on foot during my lunch break. So I've adapted this to visit um, maybe an independent local cafe or a deli or a similar place for tea or coffee or just to pick up something else. And I think particularly for those of us who work from home and maybe have lonely moments, during our days, this can be be such a boost, I think, to your mood when you have not only a change of environment, but also the chance to have a brief conversation or exchange with someone, um, being able to engage with real people, people with legs, um, and not just see disembodied headshots um, on a video screen in front of you. 
At number five, listening to a podcast um, is one of the suggestions from the book. And I think a really fantastic lunchtime break. And there are a lot of really helpful tips if you're getting started with podcasts, um, such as finding shorter podcasts to find out which ones you like listening to, um, looking for podcast recommendations on blogs or sites you usually use rather than within charts, um, within podcast apps so that you can get a more personal recommendation. And also one of the things the book really um, emphasizes is the broad range of topics that exist in podcasting, hopefully allowing you to engage with different areas of your interests. For me personally, I love listening to podcasts and I'm really enjoying recording this one, but I found it actually quite problematic for myself listening to podcasts at lunchtimes because one of the things I unwittingly did is I chose podcasts that were related to my work and that ultimately became some sort of super efficient CPD way um, of having a lunch break. And that was very helpful to kind of catch up on reading or listening that I'm ha had been planning to do. But ultimately, it really didn't enable me to take that step back from work and fully relax. My brain kind of kept filing things away and thinking about things and it stimulated thinking about work rather than encouraging me to disconnect. So I found um, I had to stop listening to podcasts at lunchtime. So if you are looking to disconnect from work and really relax, you know, make sure you choose a podcast topic that isn't going to get that brain of yours back into work mode. Number six, another idea from the book that I thought was really inspiring was to take a photograph or more specifically a carefully considered photograph. And that idea really chimed with me. I love taking pictures and the book um, tips include really focusing on things like the composition of the image you're taking, studying your subject, thinking about its shape, form, color, maybe the patterns that you can see, what you want to draw the eye of the person to who sees that photograph, and thinking about sort of very practical technical tips depending on which kind of camera you use or maybe if you're using your phone to kind of use grid lines or looking for reflection um, and those sorts of things. Um, I felt that this was a really fun idea and also one that might be helpful if you are um, a keen user of kind of photo-related apps. Um, or it might be something that, you know, could take you away from being online and kind of trying to think of making a photo album just for yourself, one that you don't share publicly but with more closely observed photographs in them. Number seven, um, also inspired by the book, is to explore local wildlife. And I know quite a few um, friends and colleagues who are really into um, taking part in online challenges. Um, for example, um, here in the UK, we have a national butterfly count where you can download an app and look for butterflies in your local area and record um, sightings. Or you could take part in a bird watch or spring watch, depending on what's happening in your local area. But anywhere from gardening containers on the balcony to a nearby park or field, um, it was definitely an interesting idea to engage with some local wildlife.
personally the the most local of animals in my life are my my dogs and um, one of my favorite things to do during a lunch break is number eight on my list which is to play with them in the garden and um we hide small treats or we go and play with particular toys but really focusing on the engagement with the pets and um, with a cat dog or other um can be such a relaxing and i think also a fun way of spending your lunch break um this is definitely one of my favorite things to do and also reminds me that there is you know not just serious deadlines and a lot of risk registers or papers to write, um, but also some fun and games and enjoyment, which is nice to have as part of my day. Similarly, um, caring for plants can be a very relaxing and nurturing way to take a break at lunch. So if like me, you have quite a few office plants or maybe just deadheading flower pods in the garden or on the balcony or in front of the window can be um, an option to do at lunchtime. Now at number nine, going for a wonder. Um, I don't think this one, another idea from the book, needs much of an explanation, but I love getting outside and going for a wonder at whatever pace suits you and in whatever direction you fancy is such a great idea. And depending on what your preferences are, you can also team that with most of the other activities we've already discussed. So you could go wandering around, looking for wildlife, exploring green spaces. You could take a pet, um, having keen dog to go for a walk at lunch. I'm sure you'll get great company Um, or make a destination, a local market or cafe, um, or maybe take a carefully considered photograph along the way or maybe listen to a podcast on your wonder or for just a complete change of pace you could also try mindful walking so walking without any other distractions really engaging with your physical senses smell sound sight um all your sensations of what you perceive in your environment, maybe the warmth of the sun on your skin or the wind on your face or in your hair. Um, it's a really helpful, I think, change of pace from multitasking um, to kind of unplug the headphones and really look at what's around us and engage our senses. Now, at number 10, the last idea that I took from the book is to visit a cemetery. And um, for those of you who have read my blog for a long time, um, you will not be surprised that this was the favorite moment for me in the book, um, as I spent so much time in cemeteries as an anthropology student, as I was writing my PhD, and I did all my field work in cemeteries, and I absolutely love them as spaces, um, from very modern to historic ones. I will never pass up the opportunity to visit one um, wherever I go. So you'll be not surprised to hear that I love taking my car for its annual MOT because there's a cemetery opposite the MOT center where I can spend the hour or two um, whilst the car is being checked. So for me, that is a very attractive idea to do that during lunchtime. Um, I don't really have a proper cemetery to visit um, within easy walking distance, but it is something I would absolutely do. So if, like me, you too like a bit of exploring through spaces like that, um, this is the 
final and 10th tip um, for today's episode. I hope that's been um, a fun little bit of inspiration for you. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you might do in your lunch break, particularly if you, like me, work from home and are a hybrid worker. Thank you for listening to Leading Virtual Teams. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can find the links to the tools and resources we talked about in the show notes or head over to marandeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.